I'll tell you, it's munching on pumpkin. And uh, your second question, what are you drinking it out of? I'll tell you. Thank you so much for asking. It's it's a, it's a tiny pumpkin mug with an even smaller hat. Isn't he delightful? I think so. Christopher St. Saucy uh, is in the comments saying, yay. Cool. What's up to all our sidekicks and hench folk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning into the Cult Pop Podcast episode What's that you say? 800? This is literally the only show on the internet or anywhere that has three white dudes who are going to talk about graphic novels, movies, TV, uh, and pop culture. This is the only place that you're going to find this original content. White dudes talking about pop culture. I'm your host. I'm the first white dude. I'm not, I mean, not like ever. There's been some before Mm. me, but... You I know am that the main sure. white dude on this show. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It's a comic shop that's located at 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's a little subsection of Philly called Maniunk. And uh, we cater to nerdy and nerd-adjacent individuals of all shapes and sizes. So come join us. We've got um, comics and T-shirts that I design and print myself and stickers Action figures, statues, all sorts of what have you. Joining me tonight are two other white fellas, Brian Lieb. Well, I guess one's white and one's sort of like mostly white. Um, Brian yeah. Lieb, hi. Which one is that of us? Uh, You're the I, white one. Yeah. Am I? I'm Jewish, though, which is a whole other kind of thing. Uh, so, so two white passing guys. How about that? It depends. Yeah, white passing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my genetic, and, my like 23 in me actually says Ashkenazi Jew, which I thought was interesting that like wow. that is definably uh, defined, uh, definable genetically. Yeah, yeah we go. I thought that was interesting. And the least white of us, no, but still white. Oh, sure. Pretty white. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah brown, brown people don't count when they pass. It's fine. Or when we're mixed. <laughs> we're just we're just uh, we're just white, which is fine. We're Italian and Mexican. Yep. No, no, no. I just said the least white. Oh, that's true. I mean, well, I, yeah. that could also just be not white, right? That's fair. That would be the least. <laughs> I don't know. Well, of the three of us, you're the least white. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, Brian's going to probably disagree. <clears throat> Thank you to everyone joining us live on Facebook. Shut up, Brian. <laughs> Too late. Joining us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you like what we're doing here, and I can't believe that you do, uh, be sure to like, <laughs> comment, subscribe, and share the joy of doing this live is all of you guys hanging out in the chat and ladies and what have yous and they thems. So pipe up if you feel so inclined and we may comment live during the show. You can also email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com. Uh, just like these two folks did, we've got two emails. I'm going to read both of them. The first one, if you guys are ready, are you ready for the first email? I'm ready. Okay, I don't want to jump the gun. Good. This is from Todd Engel, and it says, Hi, everyone. 
Oh, that's a nice sentiment. <laughs> I, is it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's hi. nice to say hi, hi. right? Yeah, I mean, I guess, a, uh, and to a, everyone. A, a greeting that is not explicitly harsh and or negative. Yeah. It's just implied that it's welcome. Hi. Because yeah, the greeting is itself nice. Yeah. A greeting is I'm, neutral, but anything applied uh, to it, like, yeah, it's, it, yeah. Anyway, chaotic, good, go. I was, <laughs> I was reading Marauders from Marvel Comics and I'm dropping it because it's gotten so bad. As much as I want to support Steve Orlando, fellow LGBT, I think he is a bad writer. His stories are always really messy and his characterization is terrible. In fact, he may join Cullen Bunn as a comic writer whose work I will avoid. I know we all have our people who we will read anything they write. Do you have writers you don't read? And if so, why? So thank you, Todd Engel. That is an awesome question. I appreciate it. I share your sentiments on Steve Orlando. Colin Bunn, I do like his horror stuff occasionally, uh, but his mainstream stuff is not for me. Um, Noel, is there someone you don't read, and if so, why? Uh, I'll have to think about it a couple more minutes longer. However, I will agree with both of those suggestions. Like, I will read some of Colin Bunn's work despite how much I've not enjoyed the majority of everything I've read of his, just based off of sometimes the pitch of the book. Uh, cause I, I consider Cullen Bunn more of like a, uh, he's like a journeyman. He, he offers me nothing necessarily special with his voice, but he also doesn't make it bad. It's just, it's all dependent on the book or the plot of the book. Um, but Steve Orlando, I, I've actually, I, I kind of agree with you, Todd. I haven't enjoyed, I've enjoyed one thing that Steve Orlando has, has written and he co-wrote it and it was an OGN. That's the, um, uh, the the MMA the MMA fighter book Kill a Man Kill a Man thank you and he co-wrote it with someone else I forget was it like David Prepost or something like that but it was it was strong and it was a single story and it was good and it, I I that's something I wrote read despite him but every time he is announced on a book it's I just find it boring oh Rom V I've not really enjoyed any of his stuff other than oh, yeah? Layla Star. Lay the Star yeah, was yeah. very good. Lay but the Star was awesome. Yeah. Every yeah. single time he's on a a big two book, I am so bored. Uh, the Justice League Dark was so boring to me. I did not enjoy it. Um, yeah, you I'm like that Swamp Thing Black Label? That yeah, he didn't write that. That was Jeff Lemire. Oh, did he just do the art? He didn't do either. He's not involved at all. He's not involved at all. Oh, he did Swamp Thing, but not that. Yeah, which I haven't – I've heard that it's great. I will give it a shot, but I'm already coming from kind of like a negative because I just – there's nothing wrong with what he does. I just don't enjoy his storytelling. I read the first issue of that, (laughs) and I didn't feel compelled to read anymore. No? I had already read the first issue of Layla Star, and I was like, this guy's cool. So I really so, wanted to like it, and I was just like, eh. "We should." I, we've talked about Layla Star before. I really, really enjoyed that series, but I really, really didn't necessarily enjoy the wrap up. Like it mm. felt very rushed. So, like, I I've not enjoyed anything of Ram V's without some sort of caveats that are just personal to my preferences. Rob Liefeld is a line in the sand. Yeah. Rob Liefeld is the worst. Is he the worst writer? The worst writer? I'm sure EBS is worse. a worse writer, too. What has he written? EBS? Yeah. Uh, the fucking Cyber frog. frog thing? Yeah. Cyber Frog and 
Uh, I did not read that. And Cyberfrog. Uh, the reason the reason Rob Liefeld has come up is that Rob Patey is in the chat saying, Rob Liefeld, there's my line in the sand. And then Robert Monroe Jr. says, I agree with Rob Patey about Rob Liefeld. Um, about- speak, actually, you, you kind of jumped on my answer there, Noel. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, uh, just in that, uh, the, what I was going to say was EVS and anybody associated with Comicsgate. Uh, yeah, they tend to not. But that's not be a very good. quality. I mean, there was no, there were no qualifications on the on the question. But do you have any writers you don't yeah. read, and if so, why? Comicsgate because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're a hate group. No, I get it. Like, oh, okay. I, no, I was just saying, like, that's not disqualified by the question. I was just saying, like. That's also not for their qualities as writers. It's for their qualities as people that you don't want right. to do. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've... Although, to be fair... I've not read also that. don't like how they write. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Uh, like, okay. they're, they're typically shunned enough to want to join the hate group because they're not super good at it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But um, what's, what about you, Bri? All right, so I have one. Unfortunately, it's one of Noel's favorite writers. But, uh, uh, Jason Aaron. Oh, Jason Aaron? <laughs> no, I like Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. No. I don't think I've ever read anything of his that I was like, that was good. And every time, every issue, there's like, he says things that sound like they're wise or smart. I remember you. And they're not. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, that's no, Jason, for these various reasons, I call out now. But, uh, you know, into nothing. I call them out. Uh, or on this show, I think I've mentioned a few times. But yeah, every time there's something, he's like, I don't know. I can only think of one. Uh, or when he's bringing all the planets into the, uh, what was that? It's not a perfect example. But in that Avengers thing with the Squadron Supreme and all the planets come into the to the solar system and everything's just fine. But that's regular comic-y physics. Um, yes, judge my opinion accordingly. I hate <laughs> Jason Aaron's writing, uh, or at uh, least most of it. I There's enough that. in it, you know. <laughs> so every time that I'm like invalid, Jason Aaron. That's not. <laughs> I yeah, will. Yeah, um, he has a. He has a. So uh, we are different. You and I are different types of readers. Um, yes. I. Yeah, yeah. I am more appealed to appealed. Is that is that the proper use? Appealed. Not. I, I find I, I find more. <laughs> I find emotional cores more appealing than. Um, I will forgive other things if the emotional core of the story is more appealing to me and or speaks to me a little bit more. Whereas I feel as though you are the kind of reader who uh, relishes the. Uh, minutia detail specificity because it makes the story richer for you so uh his i mean are you am i wrong mm, no continue sorry and uh, and and i feel as though his larger sweeping things um yeah yeah intentionally kind of neglect specificity or and or uh, also too you're much more you're much more read in regards to a lot of the things that jason aaron plays with which is norse mythology and and myth whereas i i don't i don't really care or know so it becoming any kind of story block for me or story barrier i don't give a shit it's like it's like not my bag so right, like word, I, I totally word. i could totally see that like the the things that i find more important in his storytelling style is something that maybe is not a primary no uh, see that's the part yours. that's the part that i would disagree with you about the emotional core of the story for me is like 
all compelling. You know what I mean? And I will overlook. Like, I'll lovingly point out problems in, you know, any superhero movie or Star Trek show, but I'll love it. And I'll be like, ah, look, this is a this is an inconsistency or it doesn't make any sense. But I still love the story. Um, so that part of the of the paint, I won't accept. Like, that, the emotional core is still really drives me. Although I do, I don't see it as minutia, but, you know, other people do. Where minutia uh, is not a yeah. pejorative word. It literally is. No, I understand. Things. Like I, I didn't, I, I know a lot of people yeah. use it as kind of like a, don't worry about that shit. I actually do mm-hmm. mean like all of the details mm-hmm. and, and the things on the fringes that make it a fuller story. The minutia. Yeah, yeah. So I do really like that too. Like that part is accurate. I agree. Um, but like I said, also it really, a lot of it comes down to when he says, this is the only example. And I brought it up before on this podcast. So I wasn't going to, he said, in his store run, he's like, you've read enough books to know that you must, stories always start at the beginning. And I was like, what was that, Jason? One book? Like, what? It's, like, it's phrased as though it's smart and it's not delivering anything you know, of interest, you know? And I am like, yeah, it makes me not want to read the whole the whole comic. Oh, man. The, contact, the context yeah. of that line, though. I know what you're talking about. That was in, like, King yeah. 4, issue 4. Like, the last issue of his entire run. Yeah, the, the, context of of that, the context of that was him, like, yeah. in the library of all knowledge, not skipping to yeah. the end of his own story. And, you know, you know I know. It's just phrased like, as I, a deep saying. And it's <laughs> – I didn't find it so – and maybe, uh, maybe you're putting yeah. onto it that he thinks he's being deep, but that's just your interpretation of the of what he's doing. It certainly seemed that's, like the character was offering a truism, like in that in that regard. It, but it's every it came from time, the librarian, every right? Issue like the librarian. I so. Yeah, I mean, I also didn't like a lot of other things about that run. I didn't think he grabbed the mythic feel, you know. Um, I didn't think he nailed that at all. And so I wasn't into that. I also just don't in general really get into his storytelling style or fair enough. the stuff that he writes. Yeah, but we're not going to litigate those that. Those are also totally fair. like throughout his writing. Yeah. I think yeah, I think fine. he's really good with big, big stories, but I do think that he gets lost in them often. So that's fine. I mm. like I, I would not I, I wouldn't argue that with you. He's just not everyone's cup of tea. Mm. Actually, mm. like 30 percent of fandom hates him right now. So it's totally fine. Mm. Well, but I'm glad that you like him and for his sake and yours <laughs> yeah <laughs> um as to go back to my answer about comics gate and yeah, yeah. EVS, mm-hmm. and yeah it's not about their writing quality it's about who they are as humans mm-hmm. because i don't think there's anybody else that i would not read just for mm-hmm. for you know what i mean like there are things that i would not expect to be good because it's steve orlando and i don't generally enjoy steve orlando but if a storyline looks interesting, I'm not going to shun it just because Steve Orlando wrote it. I'll still give it a shot and then decide if it's for me. Um, there have been, been many, many times, times where I haven't enjoyed a yeah. band. I haven't enjoyed a movie. I haven't enjoyed a comic book, a character, etc. And then I go back and I try it again and I'm in a different frame of mind and I enjoy it on a different level and um, et cetera, et cetera. So um, – the only thing that will yeah. stop me from trying someone's book is if they're a piece of shit. So that's, oh, that's why I answered the I, way I did. I think also, too, that it's levels. Like, first of all, that is that is a, a thousand million percent valid reason to not patron anything. Sure. Uh, to not believe in and or agree with how they use their platform. Fuck you. That's fine. I do not care to contribute to that. That's totally fair. Yeah. But uh, to me, it's, it's – uh, the way Todd Engel um, phrased it, though, is like – 
writers or creators you avoid. Um, not fuck those guys. Because every time we right, do yeah. ask you to, like, Brian, every time that we're like, hey, we want to talk about this Jason Aaron book, you always go into it, like, hoping oh, for the boy, best. Yeah. I'm always yeah. ready, right? Like, yeah. maybe the next one will be something I enjoy. And, that's that's yeah. the way I am. And yeah, the, yeah. But the thing about it, though, is, like, it also goes, it also comes down to the types of readers we are, if we're monthly comic book readers. Like, JD, you follow characters. So if a new creative team is going to jump on Spider-Man, you're going to give it a shot, even if it's somebody that you could give two shits who they are. I follow yes. creators. So I will take it as an excuse, like just who's going to come on the book next. I, I, they, they don't appeal to me, so I'm going to drop the book for now and I'll see if it's. It's funny. Yeah. I do both. Yeah. <laughs> I follow, well, I follow characters and I follow creators. So uh, I'll read something by Jason Aaron, even if I'm not interested in the book because I like Jason Aaron or Donnie mm. Cates or et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I also do that with, with um, basically, only, basically only Spider-Man is really the only character I follow. Through thick and thin. Um, oh, and we've got Moon Knight <coughs> from Twitch. Moon Knight K is asking us, um, bup, bup, bup. hey guys, what do you think about Mephisto, that Mephisto will debut in the MCU in the Ironheart series and that Sasha Baron Cohen will play Mephisto? I look this up and CBR is reporting. Technically a rumor. Is, yeah. yeah, it's a rumor. They're reporting that... Um, a uh, new rumor reported by multiple sources indicates that Marvel Studios might have found its Mephisto and he might finally show up in a Disney Plus series. Mm. So what do you think about that? Uh, and again, I'm not a huge Sasha Baron Cohen fan. Oh, no. But that does not mean that I'm going to poo-poo his Mephisto before I've seen it. Um, you know, there are plenty of instances where I have seen a project coming out, I've seen who has been cast on it, and I went <laughs> um, and weird. said, I don't want it, I don't want that. Um, that is an interesting uh, response. Batman. It's, it's Batman, like a guttural um, emotional response. Yeah. yeah. For no one. Um, what's his name? 19, 1989 Batman. Um, uh-huh. George Nicholson. mature response for such a <laughs> Mr. Mom. T- oh, Michael, uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. I had that Michael on VHS Keaton. that I got from McDonald's. Oh, I love it. Michael Keaton, I I poo-pooed that and he came out and it was a life-changing experience for me. Uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker, I, again, was like, holy shit, that's the dumb, what, the tenning things I hate about you guy? And again, life-changing experience. Absolutely love that performance. So if Sasha Baron Cohen shows up and does Mephisto and he's great, awesome. I'm into it. I think he could do a great job. Now, JD, have you seen much of his non, um, like, Borat and yeah, I have. that kind of role. Like you've seen yeah. him do acting. Yeah, there's I've that seen, spy I've show on Netflix movie. was great. Um, um, I didn't see that. But yeah. Oh, he was in a spy show? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, fuck, I forgot the name of it. I'll, I'll Israeli it spy? Yeah, it was uh, a really, really tense-ass show. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying, J.D.? You've seen what? I've not seen any of his serious performances. I've okay. only seen the Ali G stuff and the um, uh, My Wife. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah Borat. Borat. Yeah, he is. Uh, so I really like those things about, you know, 90 percent of them. And but he's also a really good actor, I think. In Hugo, he was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing else comes to mind off the top of my head, but I know I've seen him in other stuff that I thought he was very good in. And I could see him playing an interesting take on. Uh, yeah, guys, I, I like the the character. So first of all, the show they're talking about is Ironheart because they did. um 
confirmed that the villain, or at least one of the villains of the show, is Parker Robbins, which is the hood, played by Anthony Ramos. So it is a perfect way to kind of bring in that supernatural element into like the Iron Man-y tech element. Mm. Um, So it kind of makes sense that Mephisto would have like at least some sort of like keyhole in to the cloak and shit. Yeah, that Um, makes sense. I love the hood. He's a chaotic, evil entity. Like, Sasha Baron Cohen could pull that off in his sleep. Just the idea of uh, playful but sinister. I think that's a, I think it's, if it's true, I think it's great casting. I also am not one to, I, I came to the conclusion long ago that comedic actors have a harder job than dramatic actors. Oh, yeah. And generally, if a comedic actor is good at being comedic, I have faith that they'll be able to pull off the um, the drama. Hmm. I always like to see that. It just intrigues me artistically to see mm-hmm. somebody with whom I'm familiar as a comedian um, yep. doing a dramatic role. Like, uh, actually, John Lithgow, he came on hmm. Conan once, and he was like, I want to do this Shakespeare monologue. And I was in high school or younger, and I was like, Ugh, here we go. All right. And he does it. And that was when I started thinking Shakespeare was awesome. I was like, oh, oh cool. he was so good. And um, yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see them do that, uh, especially when it's really well done. Uh, the uh, To shift gears, the other casting, I mean, we might as well talk really quickly about the other casting news that kind of came out in the Marvel Universe right now, which is um, Harrison Ford is being mm, picked yeah. for Thunderbolt Ross. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, interesting. First appearing yeah. um, in Captain America 4. Yeah, Captain America 4 and then something yeah. else. So it's going to be kind of like um, it seems as though it's the same type of role as Nick Fury. And then also now that they're doing with the Contessa where it's going to kind of like be in pieces throughout a couple of movies, which I think is fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's fun. It's cool casting. He's going to be if they do the Red Hulk, he's going to be CGI for 75 percent of it. So it doesn't really matter how old he is. It's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. <laughs> I, I gotta to... say, I yeah. am. I know. I know a lot of people are are fizzed out on Marvel, but I, I'm just as excited about the upcoming stuff as I've ever been. Yeah, and you some know. of them now are you know uh, off or unusual characters that who would have mm-hmm. thought we would have a She-Hulk TV show. Well, right? yeah. there's, you know? there's yeah. also I think the. Um, it's all like rumors, but the 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 new Hullabaloo is that the success of Werewolf by Night has kind of shifted their thinking in that every not everything has to be a six to nine episode thing. It could just yeah, be awesome. a special. So yeah, yeah. I think the rumor was that they were developing, uh, you know, they were developing a um, uh, Dora Milaje movie, like TV show, a, mm. um, a Nova TV show, or this TV show. But now they're like, well, maybe these are just specials. Maybe these are just yeah. touch points. Maybe these are just, like to your point from a couple of weeks ago, Brian. When in regards to like the Orville being a streaming show now, they're not limited to the confines of normal television. They could do literally whatever yeah. they want, however many episodes yeah. it's supposed to be or not supposed to be. So I yeah. think like the streaming model, they were trying to kind of work inside the sandbox of what's perceived as like normal yeah. television, and you don't have to fucking do that because yeah. you're on you a could streamer. Do a series of specials that are like. One character yeah. family, but it's only every th- three years one of them comes out. I think a really know, good a, a really good example of it being done like wrong is the Netflix shows. 
they were mm-hmm. so rigidly in the idea that like these seasons must be 13 episodes long and the seasons must yep. get like become a 10 episode uh crossover thing and it must like after a while they just stretched that shit way too thin and it just it lost it whereas agreed five six two a movie like just play with the yeah. format because there's play no with works fun. For, yeah 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 and there are in comics there are miniseries and ongoings and one shots and you know sometimes something mm-hmm. big happens in a one shot and sometimes it's just like what was robin up to one day you know yeah, yeah. uh we should probably move on uh, although todd angle has chimed in he says I don't much like Mark Wade. He is so old white guy. And as another old white guy, I should like him better as you young white guys do. Uh, I actually quite like Mark Wade. Yeah. yeah, uh, Recently. I I haven't always loved Mark Wade, but uh, I think he's doing a really fun job right now with um, world's finest and Batman versus Robin. I was going to say to me, Mark Wade and Kurt Busiek are in the same like kind of tier. Whereas I don't love everything they write, but I kind of will give it a shot and respect it because they just, are so well they do it so well you know yeah 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 Yeah. uh we did have one more email i'm going to blow through this real quick um christopher goodnight wrote in and he said um for those of you that own a car does it have a name yeah brian does a car have a name my current car does not have a name but i have had what brian yeah i'm sorry no Oh. Uh, yeah, so um, I have had VWs for the last two cars. The first one was named Car with a K. Uh, it's short for Carnation, which I think is it was like slang for rabbit because it was a bun. It was a it was a rabbit. Um, and oh. then my current car's name is Sarah without an H after Sarah Bareilles because she's a fucking goddess. Uh, the first time I heard the song uh, "My Armor" or "Armor," yeah, I Cried. shed a tear. It- it got me. Uh, when you were looking, oh well, I, I I don't have a car name right now, but in the past, my car's name was Roxanne. Um, well, you just owned it, and now it doesn't have a name. Yeah. Um, where when you were looking for a place you live now, what criteria did you have? What was your number number one want and don't want? I don't have a criteria. Uh, I do have a thing for the future. If I were to buy a home, I live in an apartment right now with my with my wife and child. If I were to buy a house, I really want a porch. Oh, yeah. With like a swing, one of those just swing chairs in it. Um, and, and, uh, what if, if I'm ever rich, I'm going to get a refrigerator that has in the door crushed ice maker. That's what yeah. I want. Okay, cool. Brian, go. Um, I, uh, I really like to have enough space and I like an open uh, living room kitchen area where the counter is right there and you get up and you're just like still looking at the TV or yeah oh that's great in the thick of things right yeah cool. I want that too yeah you can have it uh, you, I won't stand you. in your way and uh, this time I was like I want a driveway I want parking right I've been looking yeah, yeah. for parking on streets for like seven ish years and oh and I got it and I park in yeah. a driveway, and I'm like, oh, I come home, I just 
Shit. Right there, weird. and I'm still excited. We are giving it. off 40 year old energy like a nobody's business. <laughs> like Yo, I would like crushed also ice. I want a driveway. <laughs> Who wants what a am porch? I gonna, I'm gonna have some wild want? nights reading hot cider on my porch. Like, well, wait, I think oh this, that sounds awesome. Sounds amazing, right? Actually, we got a porch. Sounds really great. And uh, I just set up a hammock swing, you guys. That I oh, yeah. a hammock this swing, is, guys. I haven't oh. had it up since my first apartment. When I was when I first moved out, I was like. I've always wanted an indoor hammock swing. I can buy one. And I bought it. And it was great. And I hardly ever sat in it. And uh, then I didn't have it up for many years. And now I've got it up again. But I think it was, this is not like, what's your dream home? This is, what did you look for in your current place? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, when you're looking oh, in right. general. Um, yeah. Um, mine was pretty easy. I would Actually, like Big Kitchen. But we didn't <laughs> yeah. get that. Um, uh, it's along with JD's. Like, I currently have a a back patio, but I would trade it in a hard second for a front porch. I just, I've always wanted a front porch. I, I want it so bad. Uh, and then just yeah. a room where I could put my books up, man. I want a library there they are? where I go. Yeah. This was That's cool. That's having cool. a room that I could take over was kind of a. Yeah. Yeah. For me too, to have a little space, but yeah, when I put my books up, I always feel like now it's like halfway done, mm-hmm. you know, halfway yeah. where I am. And also, you guys, you know what? I want a section of the basement with like a bank of computers that maybe some AI in the computers that I can sure. tap into. And uh, can you talk to it? It's not a horror movie at all. No, yeah. no, no. He's no, no. We're on a team. No, the AI. Oh, yeah, no. Every time that AI yeah, yeah. has I become like you know a, a confidant yeah, to yeah. another no, person, we're on the forefront well. here. Yeah, this is happening. And uh, we're going to get into some crazy, fulfilling, interesting adventures, and it probably will swing around into the regular wall. I don't know yet, but uh, this is this is what if we're picking out something for our home. I need a laboratory to do crazy experiments. With My AI, AI yeah. would be like Spider Man's AI. That's in, cool. What was it? It's it's um. Any amazing friends? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> in um. Homecoming. Oh, in the movie, in this yeah. recent movie, uh, Friday. Something? No, it's like no, Friday was. Or... Yeah, Jill. But, but it was she was she's Denise. voiced by um, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer yeah. Connelly. Yeah. So yours would also be voiced by Jennifer Connelly. Yes, that's cool. That's cool. Um. Oh, uh, he has more questions. Do you have any characters you have multiple statues slash figures of? Brian the Flash. The Flash, Superman. I have multiple Green mm-hmm. Lanterns, but they're not all. The same Green Lantern. Um, I have multiple Morpheus figures from Sandman. And I feel like there's probably one or two more that I'm not thinking of at the moment. Um, uh, I have several Spider-Man. I cool. have... Um, I think the most expensive action figure I have is the Hot Toys, the punk Spider-Man, oh, Spider-Punk. Oh, I forgot you got that. That's so cool. Yeah. It's like $400. Um, okay. I don't have more of anything. I just got a lot of thing. Uh, you don't have any duplicates of figures? Like I don't think so. One character? I have different Even variations. Different so like I have a Cap Wolf Funko Pop and also a mm-hmm. um, Anthony Mackie Falcon Cap. Uh, no, those but are two different characters. Oh, that's nice. what I said. Yeah. I have variations yeah. of like Captain America, yeah. but not multiple Captain America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking like if it was like Superman and Electric Blue Superman, I could say, well, those no. are the same characters. I mean, I have, I have yeah. like, let's say I've got a um, a winged Venom up there, and I also have mm-hmm. a winged Venom Funko Pop, and I also have Venom's head, Lego bust. Right. 
which oh the Lego bust, yeah, pretty cool. Okay, but oh yeah, there he is with the Carnage. Yeah, both of them. I'm not, yeah. but I'm not even that big of a Venom fan. I don't know. Like I just if I see something, cool. if I see something that's kind of cool, I'll I'll get it. It's not a uh, search for things. I'm so boring. But yeah. is that the last question? No, no. All right, real quick, guys. One sentence answers. We got to blow through these. What's your preferred seat at the movies and your preferred snack? Center, center, middle, middle, in the middle, or away from other people. If I have to move a little out of the middle, I'll do that. Center, center, middle, yeah, yeah, Yeah. middle, middle. Goobers, Uh, popcorn, (laughs) and uh, usually milk jugs, maybe chocolate. Goobers are trash candy. Um, I know that's my no. No, um, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, the the sour patch watermelons. Ooh, mm. nice. Um, JD, how's the baby? He's great. Remind me his name, Kai. Why did you stop doing unboxing videos of the day's comics? Because I have a baby. Mm. His name is Kai. Uh, whatever happened to the Fast and Furious podcast you were going to do with <laughs> Noel? It wasn't a Fast and Furious podcast. It was called the Action Pact because mm. we had made a blood oath that we would review action movies, and we just and, uh, and we nine forgot of them, to do the blood pact. Nine of them would have been the, the Fast and Furious movies if I had my. That's true. We were going to start with the yeah. entire what Fast the and the Furious. That just, well, the oath was never made again. I had a baby. Uh, essentially, yeah, like yeah. Um, producing a second third fourth podcast a month is probably not something that was uh feasible while also yeah. running a shop and uh multiple streams a week yeah. uh all right thank you so much to everyone who emailed us you too can do so at cultpopgo at gmail.com before we move on to uh we've been enjoying this week oh to what we've been doing this week we have an announcement to make tonight marks the 800th episode of the cult pop podcast hold for applause We're taking this seminal moment in podcasting history as an opportunity to make a couple of earth-shattering announcements, after which nothing will ever be the same again! Next week will be our final Monday night live stream. That's Monday, October 24th. We will be taking off November... No, what? We will be taking off Halloween and returning Wednesday, November 2nd for an exciting and new cult pop podcast experience for now the details and surprises regarding the rebooted cult pop podcast will be kept under wraps so mum's the word don't read the solicits don't watch the trailers don't look for spoilers just meet us here wednesday november 2nd and you won't be disappointed uh, I can't promise that. That's what I'm reading off of my cue card here. We can promise I that. I can't promise you won't be disappointed. If this is the bar, we're, what we're doing right now is the bar that's set. We will exceed it. Yeah. yeah. We can, can promise. That's true. You will enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, it's going to be um, Le- Legacy 802, but number yeah. one. <laughs> Legacy numbering. <laughs> um, we will announce every show. Yep. Yeah, oh, we should right. remind – y'all put it in the notes, the oh, legacy good. number. It's, it's going to be episode two, yeah. legacy 803, episode three, episode uh, – yeah. Christopher Goodnight says, Noel, do you want to see me be brave? No. Maybe. Yes or no, Noel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah? Okay. You could be okay. amazing. Rap80 says, I think Christopher gets sat- Satan fun points for how much life he can suck away from you. <laughs> 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 I like those questions. Uh, those, are, those were great questions, actually. Yeah. All right. We did the letters. Now we're going to do the uh, this part of the show where we like to call what you've been up to this week, huh? So, Noel. Yeah. How do I put this? 
What? I feel what you're what trying you to say. What you been up to this week, huh? Huh? Uh, huh? <laughs> I've watched some things and read some things. I'll do the reading first because I think the stuff that I've watched, other people have watched, and we can talk about it together. Um, yeah. So this week, uh, Reckless Book 5 came out, Follow Me Down, by Ed, Bre- Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Um, this is the fifth book in their original graphic novel series with Image Comics. It's the fifth book in two years, so it pretty much comes out quarterly. Um, it is also the last book for a while. Um, nope. they, they're taking a little bit of a break and working on something else. Uh, but um, this is potentially or probably the most – the best thing that they've done together. So um, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, uh, criminal um, – See the crime, killer be killed. Like they're an amazing creative team together, and this is a series of one-shot kind of graphic novels, all involving the same characters, but the stories are not intertwined. It is a private investigator. I say that with air quotes by the name of Ethan Reckless, who functions out of a defunct movie theater called the Rialto in Southern California. It takes place in the late seventies, early eighties and spans all the way to 2004. Each book is a case that he takes. Um, and they don't all, they're not all told linearly. Um, and they're, they're, they are so fucking good. It's, it's insane. They're wonderful It's better stories. than Pulp? It's five pulps. Like, Pulp <clears throat> is just like a one story. Um, yeah. It's the same kind of tone and tenor of Pulp, but you're just, instead of instead of following this old cowboy who's now a writer, you're just following this old FBI agent after having a head injury now just fixes problems for people. It's a Whoa. it's a wonderful series. Everyone needs to pick it up. It's so fucking good. It reads like um, um, uh, paperback, pulpy paperbacks from the seventies and eighties, uh, like you know, Rockford Files type of show, but with their own special kind of grit to it. It's very good. It's just very, 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 very good. You know what I always thought? This is unrelated, but I always thought that if Quentin Tarantino were going to write a series of novellas about one of his characters i think the wolf would have been a cool one i agree oh wasn't he supposed to like like he's the the character that transcends movie quentin and real world quentin like the wolf fits yeah there was a whole like early on it was pulp fiction like if the characters in reservoir dogs were watching a movie it'd be something like pulp fiction and the only no, character what is that they're in the same oh wait world. they're in the same it's What's yeah. the, what's the movie? Oh, Jackie Brown? Um, Pulp Fiction, Uma Thurman's character, the actress in Pulp Fiction, played her character in Kill Bill. And, like, that's the only one I know of. But, like, some of them are the the real world and some uh, of them are the shows that they watch. Yeah, I'll find the actual yeah. quote, but he did say something yeah. along the lines of, like, if the people in Jackie Brown were watching a movie, it'd be Pulp Fiction. But the that's only cool. character that he's created that can transcend both worlds, both, like, realities, it's the wolf. What it's Harvey Keitel. He, did he ever show he was up? In two, he was in two things, I think. No, he's only in one. I mean, he was just in Pulp Harvey Fiction. Keitel is in Reservoir Dogs, yeah, but that's true. he's not the wolf. But the, he, the, I'll find the actual quote. I know I didn't pull it out of my ass, but he was, that was like the one character he was like, oh, he, could, he could transcend both universes. I was like, all right. Hmm. What's back. another thing you've been doing this week, huh? Uh, well, I uh, saw a film called Halloween Ends. Uh, which oh, so is, did I. 
is available in theaters as well as on Peacock. Um, Friday night, I watched it with my wife. Um, and I think I fucking loved it. Uh, I think I love it too. It's different. Uh, it's got terrible word of mouth and is very divisive. Um, and for the reasons that everyone dislikes it, I actually think it's a giant swing and really, really awesome. (laughs) And the more I think about the movie, the more I'm like, that was ballsy. And I just like it even more and even more, but like, um, We've had there have been this is like the 13th or the 12th Halloween movie just in general. Uh, All but one of them have featured Michael Myers doing his Michael Myers thing. So the fact that this was different, I think that's a positive, not a negative. So like even even my wife was like, didn't feel like a Halloween movie. Michael Myers was not in it that much. I'm like, yeah, it's great. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you haven't read anything about it or haven't watched it yet, uh, go in with an open mind. I don't even know if we should talk about spoilers at this point. Just go nah, in with an open no, mind. It's it's a wonderful movie. I thought it was great. And I, I should be noted that both of us liked tw- – we're big Halloween fans, right? We love yeah, yeah. Halloween 1978. We both enjoyed Halloween 2018, despite yeah. the naming problem. Uh, we both – I think enjoyed half of Halloween kills uh, and I mean, then absolutely hated half of Halloween kills. I Halloween kills is what, like an hour and 45 minutes. I think I liked sure. 40 minutes of it. <laughs> cool. Yes. All right. And then we both enjoyed, uh, and you know, he, so Noel works at my shop and I'm upstairs. So on Sundays, so, uh, I had only watched the first half of Halloween ends and I told them where I had gotten up to, and I told them what I thought the, what my theory was for what was going to happen. And uh, I was right and also wrong, and I respected that I was also wrong. Because um, I thought I had the whole thing figured out at the halfway point, and I didn't. I only had it mostly figured out. Yeah. Um, and I came back, and I think I said, I think I, think I loved it. And you're like, me too. <laughs> yeah, there's a, um, so I, we talked about this when we were talking about the Scream movies. I, with these movies specifically, um, I actively don't engage the part of my brain that tries to figure it out all that much. Like, I just like, hey, give me some good kills. Let's see if you can surprise me. I'm just kind of into it. Other movies, I will actually like kind of think about the end. Or if I find myself thinking about how it's going to end, it's probably not that good because I'm distracted. So watching this whole movie, I was just like, where the fuck is this going to go? And, mm-hmm. you know, we're not in a movie theater. So um, my wife releases, releases tension when she's watching something tense by talking. So she's like, I bet you it's going to. Uh, I'm like, pause. I don't think so. Let's just let's just watch this. OK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I was, was happily surprised by how um, different it was. And I think it's a. It's definitely worth a watch. Even if you end up not liking it, it is definitely worth a watch. Um, Todd Engel, who had actually written in to the show this week, he and I had had a back and forth. Todd Engel thought it was an absolute garbage fire. Oh. He, I, I believed he uh, used a, a poop emoji to describe <laughs> it at, at one point. Um, and I understand why people don't like it. I get it. I'm surprised that as many people don't like it as they do. Uh, that sentence didn't make much sense, but, uh, I'm, I'm surprised it's as divisive as it is. I thought it was really cool, but <laughs> I also like the last Jedi. So what the fuck do I know? 
the the one thing that I can uh, say about this movie because I have watched it and I'm not going to, but there's this billboard on my way, my drive into work, and it says M's, and then it gives like a date and it says Halloween really small, and I'm like, I know what it is, and probably a lot of people do, but what an odd marketing strategy that. You know, it doesn't really say the name of the movie on the billboard. It just says M's, and it's mostly black. And I feel like if you didn't know what it was, you're you're in trouble trying to figure it out. Yeah, Can yeah. I tell you guys about my favorite uh, billboards ever? No, I don't it was think for so. a film. I remember driving down a stretch of highway back in the 80s, mm-hmm. and <laughs> there was a billboard with just a um, pasture a landscape pasture on it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I may have some of the details wrong, but I, I think it was like, uh, then there was uh, the next billboard, which was put up later for uh-huh. a while. was just the pasture. Mm-hmm. And then another billboard down the road got pulled up later. And I believe there was like horses. You could see horses on, on the, on the coming in from the right. And that was that for a while. And then later they added a third billboard. So it goes boop, boop, boop. And then it showed the horses pulling the DeLorean or something like that. Oh, oh. Yeah. And cool. it was a billboard for uh, Back to the Future 3. That's awesome. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, so, yeah, it was something like that. So I, I respect swings like that when it comes to marketing. Also, cool. the smile marketing for the, mo- the horror movie that's out right oh, now yeah. in theaters called Smile. And they pay people to just stand oh, in baseball that. crowds yeah. creepily smiling the whole time. <laughs> I think there's one I like Good Morning America also. Just like Yeah, thought that was cool. Um, all right, so that's me and Noel. Noel, did you want to talk about your other one? Uh, I, we all watched She-Hulk season one complete. Like, we finished it, right? Does anybody have any extra thoughts yeah. about She-Hulk? Brian, go. Um, I love the opening. That was an yeah! homage to the 70s yeah. Hulk show. That was yes. great. Um, and what a, what a great character to do it with as opposed to the regular Hulk. I think this works so much better. Um, that was cool. I liked it. I maintain my opinion that if it was episodes one, two, and then eight and nine, and then maybe there were three more episodes to come, I'd be real jazzed. Like, I thought all of those were really good. Um, I was, I thought it was an odd for a season finale not unintended right they're definitely going for that um but I, it was definitely a, a massive choice to do this as the season finale mm-hmm. and not go a little farther there was a lot about it that i liked i loved her conversation with kevin i thought it was great he just yeah. like talking about the mcu and about mm-hmm. what you want from the mcu uh i was a little disappointed in the treatment of the abomination right he was there giving this speech, which I'm not sure he knew what the group was that he was talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just giving a regular kind of motivational speaker speech and seemed really on the side of Jennifer Walters um, beforehand. And I'd be disappointed if he wasn't. And I was kind of like, he's going to go back to prison for 10 years and Jen is disappointed in him. I mean, yeah. he turned into the abomination, but he was just, he didn't do anything. He didn't like wreck anybody up or anything. Um, so yeah, I don't know that I, uh, especially considering yeah. Jen did the same thing. Right. She was, she had the mandate that she wasn't allowed to turn into the She-Hulk. Right. She had the, the thing on her leg. 
Yeah. She did the exact same thing for a different mm-hmm. reason and didn't go to prison. I, I mean, don't know, she guys. She gets to I, change her own fate and is like, hey, he should own up to what he did. Like, what did he do? But it's, I mean, what did he do? He, that's, I mean, that's not the only time he's done that, but he essentially uses his platform for any bullshit, toxic or not, and gets paid for it. Like, that's, yeah. that is not No, altruistic. I don't think. And he's, he is like, like a chaotic neutral character in this show. Yeah, oh, sure. It was just more of like a, he should own up to what he did. He's being an asshole. And then mm-hmm. they immediately take it away by him being released by Wong. So it that's wasn't true. anything that like, Oh, that's true. Bugged that's me. True. Yeah. Like, it was just like, yeah, yeah. it was more of like a but funny I thought beat. He was, uh, I always thought he was pretty genuine. And I think he is genuine. He does yeah, like her yeah. and he thinks, so the thing about it is like his moral compass is fucking stupid. Um, okay. So he can do bad, but still not want to hurt Jen. Yeah, well, and but her, I don't even know that he. I'm not sure he knew the Trevor from that he was talking to. You know, but that's that's not that's the point. Like, he yeah. was, he is viable. Bu- yeah, yeah. And I mean, viable. and somebody's like, we'd like you to speak. Like, he, they are generally viable. He was he was hosting them. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it's the rest of his character seemed like he wasn't on board with their with their stick. You know yeah, it was, I mean? it was basically just yeah. for money, which is, yeah. I mean, um, just parole well, in she general. caused it to be so, but well, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think overall, I still really enjoyed it. And, uh, um, maybe not as much as I might have, mm-hmm. but I hope that there is more of her somewhere or another episode, season of the show. I agree. I agree with all that, actually. Uh, I really loved it when it first started. I think there was a bit of a dip in the middle. Uh, and uh, I was I'm, I was glad that uh, Abomination was not part of the yeah. men's rights activist yeah. bullshit. Oh, you know me I mean? too. I was, I was, I was glad yeah. that. I was like, oh, when he showed up, I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, me too. Yeah. No. I was glad it was just for hire. Both would have been fine with me, though, because Abomination is a historical arch nemesis of Hulks. And I thought it was kind of funny. But then when it was just like, oh, hey, no, it's really cool. Look, see, I'm fine. It's just for money. It was still not forgivable for me, but it was like uh, at least they didn't betray the rest of the episodes with him. But um, Christopher Goodnight makes a great point. I was surprised it was Wong that freed Abomination from prison and not the Contessa. Yeah, what is Wong's deal with the above? You know, he's like... Well, they're I'm friends. I guess they're not I, in prison all the time. I guess so. Yeah. Wong also doesn't really function by the, the, the norms of Western society. Yeah. He, like, he fucking lives in a supernatural world. Uh, he does what he thinks like, is right. Away. Yeah, he's just like, you're useful. Sure. Yeah, of course, we have Wi-Fi. Let's go. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that it was awesome. And I, like, I don't have the same problem that you guys seem to have with the dip in the middle because it, it just it fell back on... The show intentionally, to me, intentionally fell back on both formulas of um, sitcoms. Uh, when I say sitcoms, though, I don't mean like the single camera friends kind of sitcom. I mean more like the Ally McBeal, um, David mm. Kelly era of like comedic dramas, right? Yeah, like it lighthearted. Fell, it fell back yeah. on those tropes, but at the same time, it was also falling back on Marvel Universe tropes. Uh, MCU tropes and then this finale of the show was picking apart the MCU tropes behind the fourth wall and it's just this type of show stop it 
they yada yada so many like large MCU things, and I thought that that was the funniest yeah. fucking thing in the world, and I loved it. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. subversive. I just really dug it. Do I think that they could pull it off multiple times? No. Um, I think the I second think season, if there's going to be a second, like lawyer stuff, which I thought was coming in, is maybe not definitely, but I would hope. You know. If there's going to be a second season, I don't think that they can they can have her speak to the audience and stuff, but I don't think that they could pull a swing like that again. And even in yeah. the context of it where she's talking with Kevin, um, Kevin literally says, like, this is the only time you're going to be able to do yeah, this. Yeah, we fixed it, this. Like, it's done. Happened. Like, yeah. I, I think I think it very much level set her for the show that they want it to be agnostic of the formulas or tropes of the MCU. And I think that's awesome. Can I do one more before we? Yeah, man. I think. Bad Sisters on Apple TV by Sharon Horgan. Sharon Horgan's one of my favorite creators right now. She did Catastrophe, which is an excellent BBC sitcom. Ran for three seasons. Really funny, but also really poignant. Bad Sisters is an awesome Apple Plus how done it. We know that there's a murder, and we know that someone done it, and it's just figuring out I guess it is a whodunit. It's a whodunit and a howdunit. Who and howdunit? Yeah. So basically, there's these five sisters, and one of them is married to a dickbag who played um, Dracula in the BBC Dracula. And all of them want to murder this man. And they all plan on murdering this man through different means. Like separately? And together. Oh, okay. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And so the question is, who who killed him? And... Uh How did they do it? Uh, and the, the, their foil is the uh, insurance people so who don't want to pay out because of problems of their own that if they pay out this big um, insurance, then uh, they're, they're ruined. So they're really trying to figure out who did it so they don't have to pay the insurance. Uh, I can't recommend... Like it's a comedic time? It, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. It is a... Yeah. Am I taking... Uh, you've, you've mentioned this before. Am I taking crazy pills? Ryan, you were here for. Well, right? I mean, I, he did mention it before. Oh, I, I just I, wrapped up. I, I was going to say, like you mentioned, like halfway through, is it over the season? It's over. Is it yeah. a is it a one it just season show up or yesterday? Yeah, so I mean, it should be. I, I can't imagine they're going to do a second season. It's another kill another person. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's just delightful. Cool. What is this on? It's Apple Plus. Cool. I have that. Yeah, I have access to that. As soon as Watch as it. soon as we finish. Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon, and yeah. that's on the list. Okay. Oh, Ryan, Sandman. what'd you do this yeah. week? Um, I was watching Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, I forget if I've ever talked about that on this show uh, in one of these segments before, but uh, it's great. It's, it's so much fun. It's a Star Trek comedy that is funny if you like Star Trek. It it in no way makes fun of Trek. It the yeah, the crew is um, this this like second contact ship that comes by like at the end of a Star Trek episode. They're like somebody will be by in a few weeks to make sure you're all right. This is the crew that does that, and they get into these kind of like you know misadventures, but they always behave as though you would expect a Federation crew you know, from any Star Trek show to behave. Like, they always do the right thing, and 
they pull stuff out by their scientific and moral know-how, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, fantastic. There's a comic out about it with mm-hmm. Mephisto, I guess. Um, and uh, um, their costumes, their uh, uniforms also look cool. But this week's episode in particular was an excellent just uh, series of homages and Trek fun where they are in the holodeck in a uh, like a, a movie adventure of their own, you know, which they do for fun sometimes, which uh, references a ton of different things. Like one of the planets is named Tataskior 9, which is a reference to Fred Tataskior, uh, the prolific voice actor, I assume. Um, there's some other very deep cut, uh, like they suggest to do something which was a discarded plot for an original series movie. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. We would never do that. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, anyway, it's a ton of fun and it is, it is fully honest about its Star Trek love and never makes fun of it. It has fun with it. It's very cool. Would anybody that doesn't I, um, have those frames of reference enjoy it? I don't know. Yes. You might. Yes, we would. Yeah? Oh, yeah? Okay. You've seen it? Yeah. Yes, we would. Okay. Because cool. um, I'm halfway in that. I've like, only camp. watched I've only watched uh, Picard mm-hmm. and Discovery mm-hmm. as far as Star Trek is concerned. And okay, the, the, the movies from the 80s. Mm. But it was back in the 80s, so I don't remember them. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's delightful. It's really funny. I liked it a lot. That's cool. Yeah, because it's, I would imagine enough of it is just general sci-fi kind of tropes, and the storytelling is good. Uh, uh, what's the name of the, the lead, one of the lead, one of the four leads is, well, one of them is Jack Quaid, and one of them is Tony Newsom, uh, who is also really good. Um, yeah, yeah, um, so if you were ever curious about checking one out, Check this one out. It's completely independent of of like any other story going into it, and it's just like a hit parade of fun Star Trek kind of trope references and that kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. It's kind of like um, Star Trek meets Rick and Morty uh, stylistically, but without all yeah. of the vulgar the vulgar jokes. Um, Although yeah. they did. Oh, and Christopher Goodnight is saying Apple TV. But I'm looking at the thing and it says Apple TV Plus. All right. It's a, it, Apple TV is the device. Apple TV Plus is the service. It's it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone it's, knows what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, should we move on to the, the our main topic? Let's do it. We will as soon as I tell you about Patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo, wherein you can go and help the show out because we're poor people. <laughs> and surely, certainly you people who watch podcasts live stream on Monday nights at 9 p.m. have more money than we do. So if you want to help us out, you can do that. If you don't want to help us out, that's fine, too. But if you want to help us out, you don't have money, yeah. then you sh- you could just hang out with us and uh, tell people to to hang out with us and create help us create a cult. Oh, are we starting that? That's cool. Well, yeah, I mean, if. If enough right. people join, right? how many people? Going. How many people do you need to have to be a cult? Do you think One. four? I have three going what? right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right, we're going to talk about our main review of the night, which is a, a film. Here it goes. 
that I think I'm going to take a shot here and say that most of our viewers don't have not heard of this. It is a film that I happened upon by accident uh, a couple, like maybe a week ago. Basically what happens is uh, I'm here at the shop. I have uh, my assistant slash buddy Ray who helps out. And uh, every day around three or four, I take my son upstairs and we have a snuggle cuddle. We go to bed. We take a nap because he's 20, 20 months old now and he has to take a nap. So I go upstairs. Uh, we co-sleep with him. So I get in the bed with him. I snuggle him. He falls asleep after tumbleweeding for a goddamn half hour. And then I put my headphones in and I bring out my iPad or my iPhone and I just sit there in the dark and I watch something. And I happened to come across a film I had never heard of that was on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a horror movie group, like Shudder Horror Fans or something like that. And I will take screenshots of, of different recommendations that look interesting. And I just happened to be thinking, oh, what am I going to watch? I don't know. And I went onto the Shudder Horror Group and someone had just posted a really good review of um, this film, Significant Other, which is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. It's written and directed by Robert Olson and Dan Burke. It's starring... Micah. 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 Damn it. I always do that. Micah Monroe, who you may or may not know from It Follows and Don't Breathe. And uh, a Shudder original, I think it's called The Watcher. Don't Breathe? What's Wasn't that? she in Don't Breathe? No, that's... Um, Don't Breathe. That's the girl from Evil Dead. Oh. Shoot, she, Jane right. Levy, you're thinking the guest. She was in the guest. She wasn't. Oh, she wasn't the guest. Yeah. The guest. If you ever watched the guest, starring Dan Stevens and Micah, Micah Monroe. Monroe, you gotta watch it. It's so Some good. Awesome. Brian, watch it. Watch the guest. The guest. So, you guys, I thought she was like, like a uh, Kate Winslet sort of alternate version. There was. I kept looking at her and seeing like. Can see Young that. Kate Some Winslet. Winslet or alternate universe Kate Winslet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um, always guest. she's always frowning. She has a very frowny mouth. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Micah Monroe, Jake Lacey, who was uh, I first discovered discovered him. I first noticed him in the office. I remember when you recommended him to be in the office. That was, yeah, I was like, I you guys should have pick. this guy. Yeah, I've discovered <laughs> him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so basically he was one of the interns, I think, that shows up in the later, the later seasons. <laughs> and the movie is about hmm. this, this tagline or this, um, what would you call it? Tagline, probably. Synopsis? A synopsis. Okay. A young couple takes a remote backpacking trip through the <laughs> Pacific Northwest and face sinister events, leading them to realize that everything is not as it seems. That is an excellent, excellent um, they didn't know description. Wasn't as it seems before they went on this hike, right? No, they didn't. They had no idea. Where have you been? So, uh, I, I knew nothing about it. I was all I saw was the cast and this review that said it was good, and I put it on. I watched it while my kids slept, and I was blown away. I was expecting one thing, and I got. Three other things that were not that thing. And I was very, very tickled by it. I, I really had a good time with this. Um, what it is, sort of... All right, so we're going to give our... 
our thoughts, and then we're going to spoil it maybe later. So don't you, if you're worried about that, we're not going to spoil it right now. I will say that the, the type of movie it is, is broadcast in the very first scene. I won't spoil that. But basically this, this, this couple go hiking and shit happens is what I'll say. Hmm. And I, I was just delighted. I thought it was smart. It threw me a couple of times. Uh, I thought the, the wrap up was a lot of fun. Those are my thoughts. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Brian. Yeah. Do you recommend this movie? I what do you think? would not recommend it. Okay. Um, I might, there are some people I might recommend it to. Um, I was not interested through most of this. I thought wow. the performances were good. I thought they did a pretty good job. I thought the first half or so of the movie was boring. Really? Um, yeah. And now who knows? It might be because you told me you were like, you got to watch this movie. It's going to captivate you, and what you think is coming is not coming, and Brian, you're going to love it. I, I stake my honor on this. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. believe I staked the soul of my child on it. Yeah. And I, mean, I was like, I'm may gonna, I give my child to Sasha yeah, Baron the, Cohen Mephisto was, if you do not like this movie? There was a, uh, there was a, a fountain pen of blood then a contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> blood the details of which are quite mysterious, but it, it did yeah. it. So, it was actually uh, just my cum, but dyed red. It was a cum pen? Did not, oh, it was dyed. Okay. Why is your cum red? Oh, no, God. No, I dyed it red. Oh, That's cool. dude. Do you dye uh, it in the, in the balls? Do you? I, yeah. Do you, just, like, <laughs> do you just get STDs in order to dye your cum red? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh, continue, Brian. So anyway, <clears throat> I didn't really like it. I, um, cum talk. I found it to be... A, <laughs> Like I said, a little boring. There were a, there were a few moments. There was one pretty funny thing that. But let me say again, I thought the performances were really good. I thought the atmosphere was really good. Um, like I, I thought the there was a lot of nice looking stuff in this movie. Like it was shot well and and all that kind of thing. And their relationship between the two of them, I thought they had real chemistry and it played off very well. They they meet another couple at one point, and the couple is like. We used to go surfing here, but there were too many sharks. I'm like, too many? What? How many was how too many? many? What is it? One? What is it? How many? <laughs> it caused you to get out of there. Who <laughs> was it? One? <laughs> Even half a shark. Right, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know what that shark in half. <laughs> oh. I, fair I, enough. Fair enough. It's yeah. not. All right. So, yeah. yeah. I, I like surfers and hikers usually do research and have apps that say like, ah, oh, shark sightings, don't do this, don't do that. I don't know if it was like we were in the water and we saw three sharks or oh. thresholds too. That's it was just, I I, yeah, no, yeah. no, not at all. <laughs> Maybe like we were alerted too many times that there were sharks here yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, but all that being said, JD, you did, uh, you actually said to me that there, it would raise some interesting questions. And there were some questions that I thought were cool in, in spoiler territory and some ways that things played out that were, uh, that were interesting. Right on. Yeah. No. Um, I think I'm in the between you two. I thought it was all right. Um, I thought it was all right. I do think that it was, 
it it struck me as a really good or like a like a solid episode of uh uh the twilight zone that was 20 minutes too long um it was definitely like a short film that was just like stretched out um i think it would have been stronger if it was tighter the and the only reason why i say that too is because i think a lot of the reveals a lot of the twists because the first half of the movie had a kind of plotting eerie aesthetic to it which is not a bad thing i think that's great but the the way in which the the information is revealed because the aesthetic is so plotting it gives you time to think about what they're going to twist with as opposed to just experiencing the story. So I do think that if it was tighter, it, it would hit harder. Um, hmm. That's also my fault because I think I said, I said yeah. things aren't going to go the way you think they are. Oh, yeah. I watched the trailer. Um, it wasn't your fault. I watched the trailer and I kind of was just like, oh, well, it's, it's something like this and it's something like that because they show no, it was your way too me. much shit that in was, the trailer. I was definitely like, but, <laughs> Jenny said this is going to not go the way and there's like multiple times it switches. Yeah, it yeah, does yeah. It does switch like three times and honestly, if it was 60, 60 65 like mm. tight minutes, then I would not have had time to think about it, right? Like, because this movie wants, the second half of this movie really wants to to keep hitting you with like cool genre stuff, but it just... It does, it feels like it's a tale of two movies, uh, like it, yeah. I I think it was solid, um, but um, I yeah, I just kind of liked it. I just kind of liked it. Okay. Do you recommend it? I don't not recommend it, but if I was okay. trying to, if I was trying to ingratiate somebody, if I had one chance, one wreck. If you had one shot. If yeah. I had one wreck. It all rides on this. To to in to convince somebody that my opinion is one that they should at least consider this not might be what mm-hmm. I put my front foot on. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. but if somebody's but if just like, Hey, I'm like, thinking of watching this movie. You think I should watch this? It's solid yeah. flick. Yeah. Put it cool. on. All Give right. it a shot. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Right. Can we, um, can we spoiler? Can we just, uh, let's go to spoilers. So, we're going to spoil a significant other for so if you haven't watched it, and I assume most of you haven't, except someone said they weren't. Uh, oh, Christopher Goodnight yeah. said, oh, my, OMG, I watch Significant Other because of you. Yeah. I love um, <laughs> Micah's weird shaped mouth. And uh, oh, it reminded me a bit of Nice House on the Lake, says Christopher Goodnight. Would you recommend it, Christopher Santosi Goodnight? Would you recommend it for Christopher? Yeah. So, all right, here we go. Spoilers from here on in. Here it comes. I loved the the switcheroo when when we see Micah and she goes in the cave and she turns around and she sees something that we don't see and she opens her mouth to scream and we don't even get the scream. I believe it's in her cut. I believe it it does a quick uh, cut to like bird sound mm-hmm. or something. Like him cooking the dinner. Oh no, you're right. It's, yeah. yeah, but you don't see it. Yeah, we hear an animal instead of her scream, which I yeah. also really like that as well. As that well. was cool. Fact. Yeah. They did that a couple, I, I, there's a couple I, good. There's a couple of good uh, cuts like that, like, like yeah. transitions or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought for sure that uh, she had been discovered by yeah. the alien, yeah, and that's yeah. that's what that's what we see in the very first shot. We see something coming out of the sky. 
and landing in the mountains. And then we're introduced to our characters who are going to said mountains. So we know that there's probably going to be some sort of extraterrestrial presence. And so uh, we also see it take over a deer or at least attack a deer. And um, so we know that it's out there and it's kind of like venom, right? It's got the tendrils. Yeah. And, symbiote um, kind of deal. Symbiote. Well, not really a symbiote. No. Straight up takes over. It's, it's a body it's, snatcher. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually replicates. Well, it doesn't yeah, take anything over. I was going to say, yeah. like, it just it just yeah. kind of, like, makes a copy and it becomes the copy. Yeah. 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 It's Invasion it of the Body a, Snatchers. Yeah. It makes yeah. a nice blue bodysuit for her, which I thought was considerate. <laughs> that she's got, like, this perfect blue bodysuit of goo for the yeah. time. Yeah, it worked out well. Yeah, the yeah. The mud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah, I thought, okay, she is the, she is the creature now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the the revelation that and she takes him back up to the top of the mountain because she she says no to his marriage proposal and she takes him back up to say yes. And the fact that he was the villain, which we again, we don't find out. She murders him. She kicks him in the balls and throws him off the mountain and he uh, lands on a rock and is dead, supposedly. And we still think that she yeah. is the villain. Or like, no, I'm sorry, I tell you. I thought she was the no, villain. No, I, I thought that too. I thought she was uh, taken over by an mm-hmm. alien and the whole deal was about learning uh, what was going on with humanity and the different kinds mm-hmm. of emotions and what have you, like a dispassionate observer that wants to feel the proposal just as it was delivered. And yeah. then wants to feel what it's like to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. That got me definitely for good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good, good. Oh, I yeah, thought yeah, I was yeah. alone. Good. No, um, no. And then, so that was my one of my favorite scenes of the film. And then when we discover that he is actually the creature mm-hmm. and he has made his way back and he's got the little shink. I love his little that was pretty shink. Cool shink. His yeah. T-1000. T- T- yeah. Um, I believe it's called a shinker, right? It's a T-1000 shink shinker. shinker. Yeah. It shinks. And, uh, yeah, it's like a blade on his finger. And, um, oh, at the end when he takes her over, I love that scene where he starts to morph into her, into Mm -hmm. her her character. And then she's walking him through it and her anxiety and how the anxiety that she feels, I'm sorry, that the alien feels Mm -hmm. cripples the alien because they're not used to dealing with human emotion that that's that's uh straight yeah. strong um i just i just love those those are my two favorite bits now i thought that was an so, interesting question that was raised there where he's like i want to be with you when he's in mm-hmm. the body of or a replicated body of the boyfriend i want to be with you but here's a way that you can be together forever you yeah. will be together in me well, yeah the, like the whole the, mingling yeah know? he wanted to like he knows that she loves him so he wanted to mm-hmm. feel both ends of it. That's all. We just experienced yeah. love. Yeah. Um, so the the scene, I I didn't actually buy the scene at the cliff. Um, mm. At that point in the movie, I did think like she was something was wrong with her, whether it was a replica or not. Something was wrong with her. But then when she kicked him in the, uh, need him in the nuts and threw him off the cliff, I immediately was like, no. Only because the the movie the whole movie before that, um, the way that they presented uh, how do how do I articulate this? It just felt very false to me because the way they presented both characters, um, 
you needed to somehow figure out how to redeem one or the other. And the way that that went down at that point in the movie, which was like 40 minutes in, it didn't seem to make sense. Like if they started the movie with her throwing him off the cliff and then going back and showing how they got there, hmm. I think it would that'd hit differently. Cool yeah, that'd, but yeah, that'd be cool. Watching yeah. the whole, like to me at that point, there was no more mystery because you're talking about the halfway point movie or the halfway point, not no more mystery. There were still things to be revealed, but at the halfway point of the movie, they get rid of the only other character in the movie. And it's like, hmm. he's something. I just immediately kind of felt like, well, he's something because they were they removed the, the the main conflict of the movie. Sure, they could bring in other characters, but at this point, you're halfway through. They removed the foil, so I was like, well, okay, so, so what's happening? I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I think had I seen, I do like that idea at first, but the more I'm thinking about it, if we had seen that push at the beginning of the movie, my brain would go, okay, what are we going to learn about this scene? That mm-hmm. is not what we think it is because they're get, taking us to that point. Sure. Um, so I would be looking. I was not looking for any twist. It was my fault for saying that there is a change off. A change, Again, a I watched the trailer. I would it have wasn't been looking for you. a twist. It was the fact that the well, trailer okay. itself was was. I haven't around. seen the so trailer. I'm not blaming you. All I'm saying is that yeah. even at that point, to like my previous point too, like I do think we spent too much time with them at the first half of the movie and they didn't reveal anything new during the that, that time. It was really just kind of more plotting and then slow reveals. Like I would not be sitting there questioning where it's going to go next. If I didn't have so much time to spend of just ordinary world. Like I do think the the show, like the, the conflict needed to kick in faster and you're watching a movie that starts with something falling from the sky. You're mm-hmm. waiting for that part of the movie to start. And it doesn't yeah. start for 40 minutes, which it went on a long time. I, yeah. I, it, it, it put me on the heels to pay attention for it or wait for it, which diminished some of the impact of the reveals to me. Now, See, remember you said earlier about something about um, you're just enjoying the movie and you're yeah. not trying to think of what's going to happen. You just sort of yeah. bathe in it. That's how I was with the beginning of this movie. I think that both of their performances were engaging enough for me that I bought them as a couple. I, I, I enjoyed the, the, the minor touch of she never wanted to get married. He's proposing anyway, despite mm-hmm. knowing it. Uh, and they have that little conflict. I think there's a, a nice little um, just romantic story or, you know, relationship story in the beginning of this movie um, that I think worked for me. And so I wasn't waiting for anything. I was just like enjoying their time together and oh, of course, there's going to be an alien at some point. But um, I, I was just really enjoying their. I enjoyed. Their, the, um, I enjoyed the characters a lot. I enjoyed. I enjoyed their their interplay. I just. I think I kind of got a little bored with it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Sure. Now I'll tell you, JD. I I will blame you again for the saying about the thing. Here it comes. But this time, it's for me buying into the fake out of the movie. You worked for them this time, J.D. Oh, good. Where, because I knew that this was, like, supposed to be such a, a, you didn't see this coming, twist, turn movie, when he, she pushes the, uh, the boyfriend off the mm-hmm. cliff and he dies, I'm like, oh, then now she's gonna run into some other people. Now she's, like, taken over by an alien person. And some crazy shit's going to happen. And uh, they really got me with the whole first half, you know, all that. I will say, too, like his his character was so effective for me and just so like felt real and likable, even in his mistakes, that when Mm -hmm. 
even though I was just like, there's more to it than him just dying right now. I felt awful about him dying yeah, right me then. Me too. And yeah. that's, I, I, I credit that to the actor and how he played the character more so than the yeah. choice of the story to throw him off the cliff yeah. because it was incredibly effective. And, and so that's what I mean by like, I, I, it, I just thought it was okay and I had problems with it, but I mean, there was nothing bad. Everybody in this is like a game. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, also too, and I that's think why that, Brian, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I, um, uh, <laughs> the reveal of him as the alien. Yeah. Killing the other campers. Cool. Yeah. Great scene. Um, his whole emotional, revelation of i'm I, so he makes a big point about him being an exact genetic copy which yeah. with other attributes or whatever exact oh, genetic exactly. copy and has every <laughs> single feeling and emotion and thought and everything and then coming to the conclusion that holy shit am i feeling love i love you i thought that was an a, that was fantastic that was hilarious i love and that poignant and i loved yeah, it i was laughing and yeah. then i lost all of that goodwill with the extended beach sequence because I just didn't like it. The He oh. shows the ship. He's like, let's go to the ship. And then the entire weird MacGuffin <laughs> that was introduced earlier of like, I, I don't know if that's how sharks work. Too many sharks. Um, <laughs> no, I thought and, that was clever. I, yeah, I, I just... Shot him I, and her, stabbed him. Yeah. I, it, just, it just felt like... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really care for that sequence too much. But then when they finally get back to the cave, like, she, again, she just gets captured again. And they finally get back to the cave... That sequence I liked a lot. It's just yeah. the movie kept, to me, the movie kept doing things incredibly well. And then, all right. Oh, all right. Like, it was oh, I didn't such a roller coaster for me. Mm-hmm. And some of the effects, I mean, Christopher St. Saucy, effects don't really bother me that much. I think Brian has mentioned this too. Yeah. It's just, as long yeah. as it works in the context of the movie, that's fine. But you could yeah. tell that some of it was a little, like, you mentioned her. Her blue goose suit. They, her blue goose yeah. suit. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. They could have nice easily. They could have easily <laughs> shot around full wide shots if they wanted to right. just hide that she was wearing a blue goose suit. Just have it not but, come to like. But, uh, yeah. So stuff like that. Stuff like that yeah. makes me think like, oh, it seems, feels like a TV show as opposed to a movie. Mm. Whereas some of the effects, like the creature effects and the gore effects, mm. were fucking awesome. So yeah. like, it just it felt slightly uneven production-wise, too. Now, J.D., you addressed me by name a moment ago. Like, this is something, Brian... Something uh, like yeah, that. sorry. What it was. It's gone. Oh, that's all right. If you think about it, it's some idea or something, I imagine. But there was, speaking of the gore effects, the one, he unshinks his shink, and he, yeah. st- he, he like, chops he the guy. He, he, no, he, he shinks the guy right through the head, uh-huh. through which the guy speaks, and then his head falls apart. And I'm oh, like, yeah. he's oh. already shanked. He was, <laughs> I, I, okay. now. That the the phonetic way that that word just keeps hitting sounds awful. Shanked, I love it. Shanked, shanked. It just it yeah. sounds like it should be a bad word or a slur. The way that we're oh, yeah, using right? it, I don't. I don't like really a, like it. Like a naughty word. Shunk. Just, uh, like it's just shank. slice. It's, oh, it's great. It, it, I, shunk. I, it shunked him. Slice. Uh, it's just it weird. Shunked him. No, uh, that was. That's like a I don't care enough. I actually do think like I like how he uh, was puppet mastering that dude before his head fell off. Yeah. All of that stuff was really cool. I get yeah. 
hour long television episode of an anthology show and it would have been the, the fucking epicenter of the season. Oh, but, that's know. what it was, Brian. You oh, had yeah. said, or someone had said that they felt badly when it, when the thing happened. And while you guys were kind of bored with the beginning of the film, I, to me, that was all important in retrospect oh, yeah. to care when he goes yeah. over that side, mm-hmm. um, when he goes off of the mountain and dies, I thought it was just a movie. I'd seen this before where like they build up a character and then it's like, whoop, they're gone. They get Hmm. psychoed out of the movie um, and we're never seen again. So that's kind of what I had thought was, oh, we spent all this time and now whoop, he's gone. Yeah. Um, You know, he's not a big enough name to have that make such a big impact. But for me, I was at least aware of the actor that I was like, oh, man, and he's just out. He's just gone now. I can be done with any character. You know, I mean, you could have a surprise even if it isn't a big name movie star gets the axe early surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just. It's not even early. (laughs) I just think it's not early. I think that they. The the first half of the movie treaded the same story beats a couple times over and over again. And I just think that it wasn't very equi- or it wasn't very economic. They have the same okay. conversation two or three times. She has two panic attacks, I think. And there's a lot of like scenic, just oh. I'm not saying that yeah. stuff doesn't need to be set up. I'm not saying it doesn't get paid off. Yeah. I'm just saying that it didn't feel very economic, and it did kind of it 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 added to what I felt was could have been a shorter, tighter story. It added unnecessary bloat because I wanted this to hit harder and faster mm. without even like, you know, no impulse, just like, Mm-mm-mm. and it, I, it was just, it was just all right. I, it, like, yeah. Okay. Well, what Fair about uh, Christopher Goodnight's comment about he doesn't love the open ending. It's one of those where he wants to see what comes next. I very much agree. I could easily see that kind of ending being something I really liked. But in this case, I was like, oh, I've kind of seen that before, I guess. Yeah. And, I, you know, like. Multiple not, invasion movies. And yeah. This. Not as shocking. And, yeah, that probably would be interesting to see what comes after that. And, and that was, if that you was the you other, were being yeah. original and shocking. Yeah. That was the other bit of, that was the other beat that also felt like a TV episode. A lot of times those, like, yeah. anthology shows and or a sketch doesn't Very necessarily have, zone. like, a climax yeah. or space yeah. to make a finale and they just have like an open ended yeah it did feel very twilight zone it's like hey yeah. we only have an hour we've introduced yeah. this this really interesting concept but it's just like the whole thing put a button on it yeah it's very tiny story that happens beforehand and then but yeah before something very big you know what happens afterwards yeah it does now, feel I, also like, yeah. I, I did like though that um part of the open ending is she hasn't even killed the one alien yeah, that's true. He starts to reform, like his yeah. his face, which has been, his entire head, which has been bashed apart, starts yeah. to reform. Her, and, you know, they, uh, her, there, yeah. yes. The the scene where he is in real time transforming into her, fucking rad. I love that. Um, yeah, so, that was cool. So first, incredibly we, rad. We were because it was just it like, like uncanny, where it's like different, different eyebrows. Look different. What's going on right now? What's yeah. happening? Why is, is his why are his eyes person? separated a yeah. little bit? Like, yeah. Now well, I could awesome. really see an interesting movie about that character interacting with the other aliens that come down and being different, and some of them maybe turn into humans and some of them I, don't. I they see turn into other animals. You know, there could be a lot of interesting things to be. Done I think it would be stuff. an interesting movie if it was just him trying to like figure shit out. 
Yeah. Like this whole invasion is going on around him and he's in the woods. Oh, I mean, the invasion like, didn't need to be at the end of this movie. This, the idea that I'm a scout is enough. Like you don't yeah. even have to show that. I, That's like true. That's true. The, the, the central conflict of the, the original conflict was these two yeah. people, right? The, then the central conflict became this, I mean, all powerful, mildly omnipotent <laughs> because he knows everything that everything he's hosted yeah feels and knows um deciding emotions might be warranted that's a much more yeah. interesting story than invasion and come away with me and yeah. uh, to me so like it was it's a very no, small I agree. movie that's, it was a very small was there movie a scene, be cool about a sequel. was there yeah. dialogue in this where he explains that they've done this multiple times but this yeah. is the only He's place the, where people have yeah. emotions the only place where people love. no love not, love not emotions love love yeah. love love that's it yeah which i thought was i was a little like really that's yeah. it I no guess. other mammals no possible, other yeah well just yeah. the ones that they've seen right right yeah maybe it's like some dipshit who's only been to three planets also, right yeah. Uh, yeah what's the point of a scout <laughs> what's the point of a scout like if the invasion yeah, was literally like an hour away, what was the yeah. point of the scout? Well, maybe That's the scout is like I, the radio back, stay the fuck away. Yeah. If somebody needs to be stayed the fuck away from on this planet, I know? guess so. It just it, it felt yeah. very truncated. Yeah, yeah. Damn. all valid, all valid points. Uh, can Solid I movie, man. A movie this nope. reminded me of a little bit, which nope. I really enjoy. Is oh, that what this is for? I think I nope. can. Save yourselves. <laughs> and oh, that's I, the name I, of the movie. Didn't you see that, JD? Save yourselves. That's the, the hipsters the furry, in a bar and like a cabin. Yeah. 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 They're like furball aliens whose tongue comes out and like kills yes. you instantaneously. It's got, I it's really got John like, Paul yeah. Reynolds and Sonita Mani. Um, yeah. This I thought of this movie while watching that movie. That, that movie is sort of a um, a comedic version of this movie. Pretty much. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, I yeah, definitely like this, this one better. I was like, oh, really? Oh, I, I go the other way uh, very strongly. But while watching this one, did you just recently see Save Yourself? Uh, no, I saw it back in 2020 at a, um, a, oh, okay. dri- a drive-in. Oh, okay. Yeah, when we were watching this, I was like, you know what this reminds me of? Save yeah. Yourself. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name of the movie, but that, that's yeah, the one yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. But All right. Well, all right, you then. heard it what here we first. Got next week. We have we have no consenting or no um, what's the word similar opinion? Oh no, this is like a uh, full this is this is the whole opinion. spectrum. You loved yeah. it, yeah. He dug it. I thought it was all, or he did not like it. I thought it was all right. It's yeah. literally the whole spectrum. Yeah, nice. We even concurred about certain elements of it that we liked. Yeah, I think we all had the same favorite pieces. It's just who yeah. how it was weighted as to like yeah. you know the final grade. Yeah. But nobody disagreed with JD like the good. Yeah. Told us about it. Yeah. yeah, it was mo- it was all my fault. It yeah, was, this I is think a, it probably suffered would have been from expectations. One of my top five favorite yeah. movies yeah. of all time. It's not for but me. Now I'll never have that experience. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. So fuck it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you got me again. You stole that. You stole really that from I was us. Like uh, yeah. that Bruce yeah. Willis movie, Blind Date. Um, like that for me too. Wow, that was a great Blind movie. Date. Wow. Uh, my so my girlfriend put it on a few months ago, and she was like, "I love this movie as a kid. We gotta watch it." Yeah. We're about a half hour in. She's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't realize." It is maybe the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! It is. I remember. I loved it's, it too when I was a kid. Oh, you should watch it again because it is like 
a portrait of a terrible movie wow. that is just like, how is this happening? Why are these people reacting this way? And yet there is like wall-to-wall excellent actors. John Larroquette, William yeah. Daniels, several, the guy that was in a Star Trek show. Uh, Interesting. The Soup Nazi, I think, from Seinfeld yeah. is in it, I think. Can but I yeah, there's like, date? check it out because there's okay. terms that happen that just make no sense. Well, it's it's a all. it's a it's a it's a homage to like comedy of errors, like Greek. It's everyone, going for that. Everyone for sure. is awful, and everyone does incredibly <laughs> um, elevated, stupid shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what yeah. I've been wanting to revisit? Every so it? often it'll pop in my head, and I remember hating it when I was a kid. Death Becomes Her. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, it's is a good it, movie. Is, is yeah. it good? I saw it back then, but I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I remember yeah. the, I was it was the first time I'd ever heard black comedy. Uh-huh. And you thought... And at the end, I went <laughs> to my mom. Uh-huh. Mom, why is it a black comedy? Those are all white people. <laughs> And that's why you didn't like the movie. Another failure of expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah just like all these white folk. Get them out of yeah. here. Yeah. You thought you were going to see House Party. Nope. Oh, I loved mm-hmm. House Party. Yeah, I, um, I don't think it holds up. Um, <laughs> redneck. I don't know what you come to do. What? Oh, we're doing Redneck. Thank you. Redneck you Volume go. 1 by Donny Cates and an artist who drew it. Yeah, that artist drew it. From, well, it's uh, like Lalandro... Leonardo Cesari or something. Well, we'll something. we'll have that information for you yeah. next week when we review Redneck, the graphic novel here on Cold Pop, episode eight hundred one. Uh, yeah. At least the first volume, maybe the first two, because they're both maybe. available Depending. and they're pretty short. So nice. Any any number. I love me yeah. some Donny Cates. I yeah. love me some vampires. I'm very excited. Join us here next Monday at nine p.m. Uh, we're going to talk about Redneck. So if you have time between now and then, read Redneck Volume 1 and join yeah. us in the conversation. Noel, you got something to say? I was just going to remind everybody that this is our second to last Monday. October 21st, mm-hmm. 4th is the last Monday. We are taking Halloween off and then we'll be returning on our new night, Wednesday. Wednesdays, Thanks. starting November 2nd. Yeah. All right. Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Uh, or maybe a little earlier. I was holding off on. Oh, that's true. I was holding off on exact time. Only read the approved. Only read the approved materials. Sorry, no time is listed. We're not sure. It will be approximately probably next week. Same. It'll be you know evening for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, It's gonna be be four four p.m. Four p.m. Yeah. Four p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Come to my shop. If you want comics, I'll sell them to you. Love you guys, and we will talk at you later. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>